0: Hi there, and welcome to this week's podcast from journalism.co.uk. In this episode, we'll be hearing how BuzzFeed engaged millennials over the UK election results with two Facebook Lives. Music. BuzzFeed prides itself on the success it's found engaging with a younger millennial audience. That's those people born approximately between 1977 and 2000, the first major generation that have almost always had the internet. The news organisation's fresh, fun and irreverent approach to news and content on its global cross-platform network has left it popular with young people turned off by traditional storytelling, who want the news on the platforms they're using, be it Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube or other digital spaces. So now that social media channels are a main source of news, opinion and debate, publishers are honing in on how they can engage with audiences on these platforms. The UK election was an ample chance to experiment and BuzzFeed did just that, choosing to go live on Facebook over the course of the results with two shows packed with celebrity guests, fun games and election analysis. With over 2 million views across the two shows, Election Live What Happens Now and Election Live TLDR About Last Night, BuzzFeed captured people's attention as they scrolled through Facebook. Andy Dangerfield, social media editor at BuzzFeed UK, told us more about the editorial decisions behind the coverage.
1: Most millennials, the first thing they do when they wake up is they grab their smartphone and have a look down their social feeds and particularly their Facebook feeds. So we thought we wanted to be there when they woke up with the latest results analysis coverage. TLDR too long didn't read, just saying what actually happened so that they could quickly catch up without having to have stayed up all night. So Facebook Live was the perfect platform for us. As soon as users woke up, they get the notification from Facebook and all of the information would be in front of them. Delivering our show on Facebook Live, it felt fresh, it felt fun, it felt irreverent. Looking at what all of the broadcasters were doing on their TV screens, they were just rehashing all of the things they'd done with previous election coverage was what we were doing was completely new. It involved lots more engagement with our live emoji tracker. It was just a completely different offering to all of the big traditional TV broadcasters.
0: My name is Emily Ashton, and you're watching a special BuzzFeed and Facebook Live program TLDR about last night. I'll be your host this morning alongside Ryan Broderick. We'll be with you from now until nine o'clock in the morning.
2: And wow, this is a morning most of the pundits were not expecting. But the person who is probably more disappointed than anyone is Prime Minister Theresa May. She was hoping for so a after the majority majority
1: election announced, we had six weeks to quickly come up with a plan for our coverage. But after we'd chosen to partner with Facebook, it was probably four or five weeks. We started putting a structure in place. Um, However, as everyone knows, there's been a lot of news in the last month. And in light of the tragic events in Manchester and London Bridge over the weekend, we had to keep on reassessing what we should do in terms of tone, in terms of structure, in terms of script, we were completely changing the length of the show and the content so that it felt just right to be able to reflect upon what had happened in the news and how that had affected the campaign. So eventually we decided the best thing to do would be to focus on the two bits where millennials really watch the news, first being when the exit polls are announced And that exciting moment, we were really able to capture because we went live a couple of minutes before the exit polls came out. You can really feel the tangible sense of excitement when we got the shock exit poll results. But we didn't want to continue broadcasting all night because we don't actually start getting poll results until really three, four o'clock in the morning. And our audience aren't going to stay up for that long. They're all going to go to bed and wake up in the morning, look at their mobile phones. So we did a short show on the Thursday night and then we focused on all of our other amazing web output and prepared for a really tight morning show that our audience could consume on their phones as they woke up so we had a three-hour TLDR show in the morning as soon as users woke up they get the notification on their phone and we'd be able to brief them on exactly what has happened overnight analysis of that what it all meant but we also wanted to make it BuzzFeed so we had celebrity guests From the political to the musical, just to name a few names, Gina Miller, Sam Duckworth of Get Cape and Nathan Sparling, who's a political advisor and drag queen. So it was a full spectrum of guests. They were celebrity, but they were also very engaged in the youth vote. And it really seemed to work for us. Um, We've already had over 1.2 million views and I'm sure we'll get loads more than that on watchbacks because people, when they wake up, they're not going to go to their TV set and switch on their telly and watch the same old traditional news broadcast. They've got it on their phone. They're able to engage with it, with their comments, with their emojis on Facebook Live. And, yeah, we've seen huge numbers for engagement as a result of that. So we
2: are basically wired right now and just <laughs> trying to work out what, what, what is going on. But, um Theresa May has made one of the most catastrophic political decisions in the entire history of British electoral politics. She has taken a majority uh, of uh, around uh, about a dozen and managed to turn it into a net loss which is going to leave her probably out of a job, <laughs> the Conservatives struggling to form a stable government, and Britain facing a national crisis at a time when we're about to start Brexit negotiations. Now, just for anyone who's watching this, if you want to be up to date on Theresa uh, some epic self-own you can def- definitely check out the tally at the top of your screens jim how bad is this for her um this is this is it i can't see uh, how we're gonna find gonna out what happened year. last night so here's a look at uh, everything you might have missed it is 10 o'clock votes 2017 is over and here are the numbers the conservatives are on 314 266 for labor that's up 34 this is a simply stunning result, so let's just
1: leave it up for a moment to take it in.
0: The British public again defying the expectations of the two largest political parties. Have a look.
1: We've done a huge right partnership with Facebook exactly a year ago for our EU referendum Town Hall Live, and we were able to plug into Facebook's API. So we were able to make it far more high tech than a mobile live broadcast. So what we were able to do was develop a lot of the things that we've done for our town hall live a year ago, but add loads more exciting things as well. So it was a scheduled live, so we could announce it to our audience before they get the notification as soon as it turns on. But the other bits that we incorporated in the technology was our live sentiment tracker, which we used in the town hall EU referendum event. But it was a version 2.0. It was made by our clever development team, by Tom Phillips, with our developer Paul Curry, keenly involved with it, our users were able to use the power of emoji to respond to what was being said about the results. So we had constant polls throughout the night show and the morning show, and it was everything from the more serious, like um do you think there should be a second referendum, or do you think Boris Johnson should be our next prime minister?" But we were also have able to have lots of fun questions as well, which our millennial audience were able to engage with and have a bit of banter about, ever. too. Um,
2: but I think uh, you guys should fill up the screen right now with Heart Reacts if you think the next Prime Minister of the UK should be Lord Buckethead. And while you guys do that, we're going to take a look at how people here in London are dealing with this shocking result.
1: Were they happy, disappointed? So that really worked. It it just made the programme feel more fun uh, more irreverent, and users just kept watching because there were lots of different elements from the serious to the fun, and we were able to also with the technology throw in lots of packages that we've been producing in the build up to the election, but also right up to on election day up to election night, so we were able to play those out as part of the live stream, having worked with Facebook before. And knowing how professional they are, we thought that they'd be a reliable solution as our partner. So they were there on hand throughout the night. They had an army of people who would be there. So if the live was to fail, we had a backup. We had a second backup. We had a third backup. We had a fourth backup. So it just wasn't going to fail. We couldn't let it fail. We'd done all the publicity for this. Our reputation was at stake. So there were engineers on hand. We had lots of engineering backup just for any possible thing that could go wrong. It would be there on hand so we could continue on air. We're mainly a organisation that provides text and photos for the internet rather than doing live video. So we're all, all fairly new to live video, but we've got a bunch of talented reporters who are just great at adapting and thinking on their feet. And, you know, BuzzFeed, we do a lot of winging it. We're able to adapt and just throw all our energy into something. If it goes wrong for the BBC, it's a big deal. If it goes wrong for BuzzFeed, I think our audience is more understanding. Um, we, we're we able to be irreverent about that, laugh at ourselves, and I think that plays in our advantage. Head as prime
2: minister, my kind of thing. But um, uh, just if you guys are tuning in now, this is all very confusing. Uh, your country's gone down the crapper. I'm sorry, but I have tons of mimosas, so like, uh, <laughs> and I'm American, so I, I'm, I'm gonna uh, leave uh, those for a little bit. Uh, if you guys want me to drink them, you can fill up the screen with hearts. I'll do it later. But uh, here, if you want to know what you need to know, there's a whole bar on the side of the screen where you can kind of catch up. Um, Emily, what, what are people looking at today?
0: We are looking at yeah. <laughs> thanks for that, Rod. Right. Um, you take this. I'm gonna just, just sip them. Uh, We are looking at a hung parliament, which means uh, nobody has secured a majority, uh, even though Theresa May was desperate to get dozens more seats. uh, Nobody's got that majority. So we're not sure who's going to form the next government. I mean, at the moment, the Tories are the largest party that is looking the most likely. Theresa May's got a speech at 10 o'clock. It's now 7.20. So not too long to go. We don't know what she's going to say, but it's likely. I'm sure it's good. Whatever it is, I'm sure it's really good. Do most people know who Tim Farron is? Uh, BuzzFeed hit the streets of London to find out. It's him. Him? Yeah.
2: Okay, so you guessed uh, photo number five? No, no,
0: he's the UK guy. That's not him. I know that's the UK guy.
2: I'm in central London today trying to find out if people know who Tim Farron is. The leader of the Liberal Democrats isn't exactly the best-known face in UK politics, so to test people's knowledge, I've got five photos on this phone. One is of Tim Farron. The other four are it four four. It'll be right there no one's in a second. In um, it'll have it'll a bunch happens. of stuff for you. It'll um, but anyway,
0: we have James Ball here. Yeah, He's we our have, special we we
2: have a human version of our, of our graphic. Uh, James, really quickly, explain what's going on. So, <laughs> good yeah. luck, James. Thanks. Good so luck. We had an election, and everybody lost, but especially Theresa May.
0: Even she, though she's still got the most MPs.
2: Yep, she's got the most MPs. She's got the most votes, but she said hey, I've got 331 seats and that is not enough to deliver Brexit. I can't do the job I need to do with 331 seats and she's come back and she's gonna have less than 320. Mm -hmm. We are really, really close to the end of the results. There are only five seats left to come. And were in Scotland as well, much, where yeah. there was a, a different fight going on, uh, but uh, in, in Scotland the, the fight was between the SNP uh, and the Tories, that's, well, at least that's how it was at the beginning uh, of, of the campaign. Uh, and what's actually happened is that the SNP are emerging as clear winners in Scotland. We will have more seats than all the other parties put together. And we've got a clear mandate to press our case for a, a stronger voice for Scotland, both in the UK, uh,
1: particularly over Brexit,
2: and to consult people and give people a choice in Scotland once those negotiations
1: are... Every time we do a Facebook Live, we don't want it to be the same as the last one. We want to do something new. And yeah, we learn from each one. We adapt it and yeah, next time we do a big thing like this, we're completely going to change it. Our audience expects that, so we don't want to stick to the same formula. I mean, what happened this time that was really different is it was a real collaboration in terms of leading the project between myself and our new head of video, Phil Han, who has come on board. He's new to the company, but he's got loads of experience of live TV. So he was able to bring his live TV experience to be able to do everything from writing the script to be there directing the show on the night. You know, we couldn't have done it without him. We were able to broadcast like a, real tv company and it's set up in that way. If you've not been up during the night. You might have missed a kind of interesting array of uh, gyms and random counting halls that they've been doing. So at 5:30 in the morning, we decided it was a great idea to sh- to make and show you a uh, eclectic mix of some of the different places that they've been counting votes. And here they are with the most jazzy music you'll hear on any election broadcast. In light of our success with this Facebook Live story, obviously we're going to be looking into opportunities to do more live video. When you're just able to use that second screen, so you're able to watch something on the telly but also engage on your phone or your iPad, so you're uh, writing comments on the story and you're, or you're contributing to polls with uh, the use of emojis. So we want to develop that concept more and I'm sure lots more opportunities will come up. It doesn't necessarily have to be on Facebook. There's all sorts of opportunities for different platforms. But yeah, live video works really well in so many different things, particularly we found over the last month when you're going out in the aftermath of breaking news event and people continue with you because they're almost directing you, the audience that are watching on their mobile phones. They can ask you questions. They can direct you what they want to see and where they want you to go. So there's loads of opportunities with live. There's Instagram live as well, which you know adds a whole new option. You're going to reach a younger audience. It's even more in the moment because the video disappears afterwards. There's Instagram stories, there's Snapchat stories, there's all sorts of exciting ways of telling a story and reaching a different audience on each platform. So yeah, we're going to continue looking at all different sorts of opportunities with social platforms.
0: And if you want to watch the live streams for yourself, you can find them on the BuzzFeed UK Facebook page. For more podcasts from journalism.co.uk, please visit our website.